0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a very special episode of the Moneyline Madness podcast. My name is Matt Cherico, and I'm here with my co-host Andy B. Andy, how are we feeling on this Thursday?
1: Oh, this is an incredible day every year, and it's uh, it's gonna be perfect today. A lot of uh drama in this league that we love, and uh. The NBA never goes away. You would think, okay, a week ago, ago I was really upset that we had lost the finals. And now it's kind of like everybody's moved on and everybody's making trades, making, talking about making trades. People are on Twitter again. Yeah,
0: it's drama all over the place, literally everywhere you look. And that's not even the main course, you could say, of today's episode. Today's special episode, we're going to be talking about the NBA draft going on tonight, 8 o'clock. Andy B, number one overall pick. You are on the clock as the GM. Who are you taking? So
1: sometimes when it comes to the draft, the top three picks, everybody talks about the top three picks every year. The top three picks are always the most talked about. They're always obviously the best players coming in. And I I take it back to that Chet Holgren, Holmgren and Paolo Buncher, Boncaro, rightly so, are probably the most talked about because their schools went the farthest. They went to Duke and Gonzaga. Auburn's not looked at as that huge school, even though they are great. So Jabari Smith isn't talked about as much as those guys. But sometimes that's better. Go back to 2017. Who was the least talked about player in that top three? Jason Tatum. And he's by far the best of any of them. So sometimes that's better. And that's obviously who I think is going to be taken. Jabari Smith has the better resume at this point. In terms of talent, play, body, too. He's 6'10. I mean, I
0: say, he seems just yeah. so NBA ready. Yeah. And not to take anything away from Paolo, because he also is like a Ben Simmons type of build with that playmaking ability and can give you a bucket. But it seems like Jabari Smith is almost bust-proof for the NBA based on just his wingspan, his size, his durability, everything like that. So I agree. Jabari Smith right now is sitting at minus 10,000, actually, to get pick number one overall. That's on FanDuel. And then anybody else next is Paolo, and he's at not plus 900. And then Chet at plus 1,700. So
1: Yeah, it seems pretty obvious. that uh, I think Woj just tweeted it before that Everybody has the sense that the number one pick is going to be Smith, number two is going to be Holmgren, and number three is going to be Boncaro. Now, I don't really like that they're tweeting that stuff out because there are people putting money on this and now they know. So, I mean, I think that's pretty stupid. But, yeah, it's pre- I think the top three is pretty obvious. The question I have was for you. Um, are you guys picking fourth tonight? Is this are we making that trade yet,
0: dude? Okay, so for anybody, any new listeners or people that don't know, I am a New York Knicks fan. Unfortunately, um, are we going to be picking fourth today? I hope so. Um, if not, we're definitely. I really don't think we're staying at eleven. There just is no circumstance to me that makes sense for the Knicks to stay where they are and not make a trade tonight. So I'm anticipating something in the pot getting stirred. Somebody, I know they were talking with Portland potentially for the seven. I know that's now out the window because of the Jeremy Grant deal that we saw last night. Um, So it's, that's another one off the board. And honestly, I'm just hoping the Knicks don't sit on their hands and wait till it's too late.
1: So can I tell you what I think they're going to do? Originally, I thought they were going to go trade for seven and then the Jeremy Grant trade happened, which we didn't talk about. But to be we haven't talked about yet. But to be honest, I don't know if that's as big of a deal as everybody's talking about. I love Jeremy Grant. But like I said it to you in a text yesterday, they're a play in team at best right now. Like, yeah. But yeah, what I think is going to happen is either the six or eight pick will be the next pick. They will get up there. To be honest, moving from uh, 11 to six that's really not that much. They can make a deal for that. That's, and, and I think they'll come away with, uh, sh- I can't say his first name. Shaden. I think it is sharp, Shadon sharp, Shadon sharp, yeah. From yep. Kentucky. I, we've all heard about him. I mean, he never played a college game and then Calipari was very surprised when he declared for the draft, honestly. And, um, I think he's a really good player. I'm sure he's a really good player. He's got great talent.
0: Yeah, Yeah, no, he's very talented. It's just the matter of can he handle that competition now on an NBA level, being that he hasn't played that, you know, seen that type of basketball in a while. But I, dude, I'm, I'm liking him, honestly. And I think that the Knicks are, the dream is Jaden Ivy. You know, that's, that's the real dream. He's going to be a bonafide stud, I think off rip in the NBA in this league. And I re- that's the dream for me is that they trade with Sacramento and get up to that 4 pick. Yeah. Maybe even Detroit and get up to the 3 like that would be really really pushing it but I I would fall in love if possible.
1: I know how you feel about it but would you flip a Julius Randle in a trade for the 4 pick? I'm sure you would. I would trade Julius Randle for a
0: couple ketchup packets right now, bro. <laughs> I want to let the kids play. The yeah. whole thing with the Knicks that gets me really pissed off is that they consistently play the veterans just to try and like salvage some wins yeah and, and
1: that's the reason they're picking 11 today instead of in the top 10 and because 10. they want
0: to I mean, fucking start perfect. alec burks as their point guard and then not like it just doesn't make sense to me bro it really doesn't and they need to finally let the kids develop let the kids play and see what you have in the in your yeah. roster bro with these kids i mean you got aside from rj barrett who is your solidified you know uh, blue-chip prospect,
1: yeah, obviously. you
0: have Obi yeah. Toppin, Emmanuel Quickly, Quinton Grimes, Deuce McBride, Mitchell Robinson, and Jericho Sims. What are you doing out here yeah. playing Nerlens Noel, playing Alec Burks, playing Taj Gibson? Like, yeah. come on, it's, bro. It's Just-
1: very questionable. I did hear that Mitchell Robinson sounds like they're going to re-sign him, which is great, which means they'll have a center they can trade, which they have a big man they can trade, which maybe they do that tonight if if they still have them under contract, but it's so questionable on the on the mock draft I'm looking at now. Obviously, they don't they don't like to predict trades on mock drafts, which makes sense because um, you never know. Um, so they've got you guys taking Johnny Davis from Wisconsin, number one, uh, number eleven overall. Obviously, I don't think they're picking there, but if they did get him at eleven, that's a really good because he's I, I watched Johnny Davis is a, stud, a really bro. good
0: player. Johnny Davis is a stud. He's got some good ball handling skills for somebody of his size. And I re like, I really like the way that he makes the guys around him better at the same time that, you know, his game gets elevated. So yeah. I think Johnny Davis is pretty good and he's played some good competition, which you don't always see with some of these guys that are going in the high lottery. So I like the fact that at Wisconsin, he's gotten to see some other solid prospects and solid competition throughout his experience there.
1: You have any, um, jordan pools in this draft any late round first round picks that i have one that i've been looking at so
0: okay yeah you hit me because i got to, to my boy chris uh from the Knicks film school podcast and he mm-hmm. uh he is very knowledgeable of the draft he does a yeah. draft school type of or draft day type of uh podcast as of late where mm-hmm. he's been doing all types of just strictly uh draft prospects dialing in on those guys so i've been tapped in with him he's been keeping me updated on everything because his his that kid's knowledge is just absurd so i take my my picks from him and uh not my picks but my uh (laughs) my draft prospect uh knowledge from him and that's what i'm gonna be riding with
1: i hear that um so yeah mine was um kendall brown from brown uh from uh, brown from baylor um everybody who a lot of people have been coming out of baylor lately ready to play i mean everybody knows davion mitchell which is I think the reason that Tyrese Halliburton was traded and um, I watched him play. He averaged 10 a game, but he could go much higher. He's he's six, eight for a, for a small forward. That's a pretty good height in the NBA and, and a lot of talent there. They have him going round one, pick 29 to Memphis. I could see him going a little bit earlier than that. That seems like a far fetched idea for Memphis. I'm thinking maybe around uh milwaukee or uh, san antonio that's another thing too the fact that milwaukee's picking 24th that scares me because they have a really good front office
0: yeah and they don't need anything bro like they these guys don't need a single piece to their team they're going to come out next season they're going to be a powerhouse now that they have jeremy grant and it doesn't it doesn't even make sense like where are they going to put him i don't know well no no milwaukee doesn't have jeremy grant but, or no, Milwaukee doesn't have Jeremy Grant. He got traded um, to Portland. To Portland. No, i I that they no, ended not up the getting only the. One that
1: saw that though. People on Twitter need to learn to read. No,
0: I actually read it day. when you first sent it to me. I was like, wait a minute, he's going to Milwaukee, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh wait, he's going to Portland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Milwaukee pick is involved.
1: I so, did yeah, that I, too, but I always read it a few times because that. The NBA is so messed up with that that the pick is never yeah. theirs. So that's like the, I think the Celtics have like eight other teams' picks in the next two years. Like it's yeah. it doesn't make sense a lot, but
0: yeah. The, I'm they're sorry not to the pick. to the viewers to baiting any Milwaukee viewers to think. Dude, you, you just had got Jeremy Grant.
1: you had but I, you had everybody feeling the way I felt last night. I was like, oh my god, how the hell did they fit him in the salary cap?
0: That's what yeah. I thought immediately. But no, seriously, yeah, I have yeah. a guy in this draft <clears throat> who I think. I don't know if it intrigues me or what, but it's a guy from the G league ignite. And I think that any G leaguers that we're finding coming into the draft are instantly very interesting prospects to me. It just because of where they played previously. A lot of these guys from college, you, we say it depends on the competition that they played, especially, you know, you take it to uh, college football. If a guy's not playing big schools, it's like, ah, do I really trust him in the league? well, I have Dyson Daniels. He's Ooh, a, was, okay. You like him?
1: Well, I had, I had another G league ignite player, but please continue.
0: Okay. Well, i um, Dyson Dan- Daniels really intrigues me just because he's a wing player that is instantly going to provide you with that three and D when he comes into the league. And because he's coming from the ignite, it intrigues me how much room he has for growth being that he practically, you know, that's somewhat of an NBA level competition so i don't know i'm very uh very intrigued to see what where dyson daniels goes my my boy chris he did have him as 15th on his bill uh big board but i could see him going a little bit higher just because oh, for a yeah. team that's trying to uh like i don't know maybe a little jalen brown that, type of vibe an
1: indiana t- type indiana yeah. pacers type Dude. that's who they have him on and that actually sounds perfect to me he's got the size for it so with how they don't bro, to, that they don't like have a pretty good combo Got rid of some bonus so they don't have a forward like that. So, yeah, that's a. The one that I was looking at was Jaden Hardy. Um, shooting guard, 6'4, 185. Good, good build. He averaged almost 18 a game in the G League. Mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive. He's a against, score.
0: He is a yeah. solidified score.
1: Yeah. So, and they also have him in Memphis. So, apparently, Memphis is having a great draft tonight, according to CBS Sports. So.
0: Jeez, where do they have him getting picked
1: at? 22nd, 22nd, which I think is a little later than I would see him it's 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 a little questionable this uh this mock draft there's been some that are like very meh, but yeah. I mean, this is a deep draft. I mean, you've got Ty Ty Washington going sixteen. I mean, that doesn't really make sense to me because I would...
0: honestly think Ty Ty is going to fall tonight. I didn't see Ty Ty as well, that great of a prospect throughout the the process either. Honestly, like the... I was really hoping because the Knicks worked him out, and I was really hoping like the last guy we wanted to take was Ty Ty. And right now, <laughs> it's seeing his stock fall a little bit. So. Yeah, to be
1: fair, I think um, Ty Ty got benched. I think late in their big games against everybody. Like, I know Xavier Shev- Wheeler was playing in all their big games. So that's questionable to me. If Calipari is benching him late in games, that's some type of, like, why are you doing that, right? Like, I mean, they have him going 16 to Atlanta. Atlanta's not taking a point guard in the first round. Yeah. Why the heck would they—they they don't need one. So that doesn't really make sense. We've heard Atlanta doing other things, which we'll get to, but I, I don't think they're taking a point guard. But all in all, this is a deep draft. Uh, there's no second-round mock, so I can't tell you who the Celtics are taking. Sorry, the Celtics don't pick in the first round. So, and uh, yeah, I've heard that they were talking to the Warriors, which probably a very awkward conversation right now, about the 28th pick, but I don't think that that's happening. They're not a team that looks like to to trade in right now. Yeah, so.
0: I couldn't, I couldn't really see, see any like... of that as of yet. I mean, and truthfully, what is what is a young player like that going to provide to a team like yours? Nothing. You know? like, it's very rare unless you have a team like the Warriors who had those couple years of ruts where they were able to get Moody, Kaminga, Wiseman. Very yeah. rare for a team that's already contending to grab a young yeah. player and for him to instantly make an impact. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I,
1: I was thinking it yesterday. I know a lot of people were talking about the drama that's going on in Brooklyn and how it affects everybody else. My fear, and, and I don't know if it's warranted. Brad doesn't seem like a guy who's going to fall for this, but... My fear is that a lot of teams tonight are going to just stop what they're doing because they're trying to make room for Kevin Durant, and that scares me because if if, if you have—there's going to be six or seven teams that would do that. If they had the feeling that is going to get traded, the Celtics would be one of those teams. I don't know what the deal would look like, but a lot of teams would just stop what they're doing and and start making room for KD so they'd start trading away assets as opposed to what they should be doing tonight, which is— building their teams like there's there's teams that would like I can't say Milwaukee would but like Phoenix that's a team that would be interested in that so like
0: Absolutely. That's We've seen a fear Phoenix. Of mine. I think I saw I just saw Phoenix talking about Bradley Beal potentially yeah. too. And it's like yo you have Chris Paul and Devin Booker where are you We're sticking winning. Bradley Beal like you are you giving one of those guys like I don't know it's very crazy seeing how some of these deals and how some of these rumors are playing out because like we, like you said, the NBA is fucking wild. It is. It's man. a
1: soap opera, and and that's how I, I mean, I like it personally. I enjoy
0: it. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy, enjoy it. But. For for someone like I'm a Knicks fan, so I probably shouldn't enjoy it, considering <sighs> we just get shit on most of the time. But I do enjoy all the drama, and I did enjoy a lot of the drama yesterday as well.
1: I'm enjoying more of it now because the only way is for the Celtics would come out on top, right? Like the Celtics can't lose in all this. Like years ago when we had drama, we lost Kyrie Irving. Like it was upsetting, but yep. now. It's like you know we can't fall apart. If we get KD, oh great. Am I going to be mad? No. Am I going to yep. be happy? Of course. Is it Absolutely. realistic? Probably not. But like that's how drama should work for the good teams. But yep. when you're like I God bless Brooklyn fans right now. I mean this is
0: Yeah. Yep. And we're, <laughs> we're a little grown up, so you know, we could get a little bit more of a sense of reality because I remember being a yeah. 16, 17-year-old Knicks fan and I was, "Oh man, just wait till the summer of 2018." Katie Kyrie on the way, baby, they're coming to New York. And I was very convinced. And honestly, I part, of me, part of me is still convinced that if Kevin Durant never tore his Achilles in that finals, potentially him and Kyrie would have been Knicks. I think that the pressure of, KD and Kyrie, they would have had to come in year one and been contending off rip if you're a new team for, like, if you're players for the New York Knicks. So, being that they knew they were going to take that gap year, I think that's why they ended up going to Brooklyn. But like I said, I always had that kind of fantasy in my head that Kevin Durant and Kyrie were going to be Knicks very soon. I get that.
1: I mean, we, a lot of, a lot of people were talking around all sources of the NBA that, that Kyrie going to the Lakers is, is, the biggest threat which we said you might as well just listen to us we know everything but yeah. yeah um that to me if if it was bad with kd and there was dysfunction with kd could you imagine kyrie going back to lebron like that would be a very interesting situation running back
0: to your ex dude Yeah, that's literally going back to your ex
1: i, I don't think i've ever seen it before but hey no that's the NBA. That's the dr- That was that was the big drama, but that was not the only drama yesterday. I mean, there was late not at night late at too time. on Twitter. I didn't want to go to bed.
0: Literally well, late at did night. We talking Dejounte Murray? Is oh, that we're what talking
1: we're... Dejounte. When we're you're when you're DeJounte. when you're putting those eyeballed emojis, that's what it's real.
0: Yep. So in case anybody missed out on last night's affairs on Twitter, um, Woj ended up tweeting or I don't. I'm, it wasn't Woj, but uh, I think it Bleacher was Chris Report. Haynes. Bleacher Report from Jake Fisher was saying that the Hawks and Spurs have discussed a trade centered around John Collins and DeJounte Murray, with sources saying it would take a Drew Holiday-like package to get DeJounte from the Spurs. DeJounte Murray then quoted that with "Uh Uh uh-oh and a popcorn emoji. So that on top of a tweet from two days ago of him just tweeting out some eye emojis very, very interesting what we got going on over there. And truthfully, I was thinking, bro, I want DeJounte Murray now. Like, he, yeah. this kid is a yeah. stud. This is a playmaker. This is a scorer. He plays on multiple levels of the basketball, like multiple elite levels of the basketball game. Like, I want DeJounte Murray in New York i don't know why like if i'm seeing he's available i'm making phone calls
1: the problem is 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 and and i know you understand this because you know basketball the knicks are very behind in terms of assets right like the hawks can make that deal because they have john collins if the spurs want john collins they can make that deal i don't really know why john collins would want to be on the spurs honestly it's not his choice but the spurs are very far from contending the if he was traded elsewhere, he could contend right am now. Am I
0: am I crazy for feeling like the Knicks almost have somewhat of a better package just because the Spurs aren't competing right now? Like I feel like John Collins well, yeah, is a yeah, team yeah. that could oh, help a sure. contender. And he not that he's going to be like the second best player on a contending team, but if you have John Collins, if you add him to a team like say. Uh, Phoenix or, you know, a mm-hmm. team like Milwaukee, like instantly you're like, oh shit, John Collins in that role is going to excel. The same well, way you we saw him.
1: what I said yesterday. I would love him in Boston. He's a exactly. 2010 guy.
0: Exactly. So. Like the same way, like Andrew Wiggins found his game yeah. in another place. Like you could see that type of role happening with John Collins for the Spurs because they're in absolute turmoil, rebuilding all of that. I feel like that could potentially open the door for a team with a bunch of young assets like the Knicks to make a deal for them or can with I, them.
1: I say. Can I tell you what that deal would probably include though?
0: It would probably be Obi Toppin, Emmanuel quickly, five first round picks, something like Clint that. Grimes too. But yeah, Grimes, McBride. And that's, that's
1: probably to, to the Spurs, you're still going to have to give more.
0: Obviously they're going to say,
1: oh, I want R.J. Barrett. You're not getting R.J. Barrett for DeJounte Murray. I love DeJounte Murray. He's not, get it, you're not getting R.J. for him. If you're, if you're the Nets you get you get RJ Barrett for KD like like but yeah. we're not making that deal to you but like yep. that's that's what the thought would be but no um yeah i i do agree with you because they are a the Spurs are very far away getting John Collins would do nothing for them but think about it if you put John Collins and Herder i mean that's a lot of money together but you put some young assets that Atlanta has they also have DeAndre Hunter so there's just some young assets there i don't know the Spurs are so weird cuz like Everybody knows it's probably Pops last year um and yeah. you kind of you know that that's coming he's kind of delayed it a little bit i think we all expected it to be 2 years yeah. ago so no, and it's absolutely. kind of put him in a position so that where they're not that they're not going to compete until he's gone unfortunately
0: i think that his plan is to kind of ha- he wants to somewhat develop the young yeah. guys so he doesn't just leave the Spurs absolutely well he did shambles. i mean no they're, they so they they <laughs> <laughs> they they stink but I think that he, just having pop around makes a difference, so I think that he wants to stick around until he sees that they have at least a little bit of a young core forming and something that he knows he could give, like, not give up on, but he could leave and give to somebody else knowing that it'll be unscathed.
1: I I know he wishes DeJounte Murray was a part of that, too, but unfortunately— I think this is probably the best time to trade Dejounte because his values at its highest. But absolutely, I I don't know if I take. There's a lot of teams that you could look at for Dejounte Murray. But I mean, he's Who's very your he's, top three. Oh uh, well, I would definitely put the Hawks at number one if they're already talking. He there, that's who I expect them. Are to we play. saying
0: most likely to go to or where you think it would be fit the best?
1: Oh no, this is most likely to go to. I think he okay. would fit the best. I would think he would be a good Nick. I honestly do think he would fit there the best, but. I think there's a team in Sacramento who is trying to win. I put air quotes up because we're a podcast. You guys can't see that, but they're trying to win. And Deshante Murray would be the perfect add to that. Him and Sabonis wouldn't be bad with the Aaron Fox. I don't know how the money works with that, but that's a three that could get them. And I know this sounds silly. This, could get them to the eight seed play in maybe like
0: not for a team that's a small market like Sacramento like yeah you have to make it where you can they're not attracting any massive superstar free agents so Mm -hmm. you kind of have to go out like it forces your hand a little bit to make deals like this so I i get it and honestly I like DeJounte on that team as well what I was thinking is is he somewhat like him and Halliburton are very similar players. Dejounte maybe a little step oh, yeah. better on
1: defense. Yeah, Dejounte is a better player overall, though I think. Oh,
0: definitely. Thing, but... yeah, I need I need Tyrese to get, get a little bit more time. But <laughs> yeah. they're the, almost somewhat of the same build. They're that playmaking slashing guard that can yeah, give they you just uh, traded that. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like you, could give you twenty and ten on a nightly basis. So very intriguing to see what goes on with Dejounte and how his trade talks advance. Yeah, It's I. I so we have Atlanta as the one Yeah, to the Knicks. I guess that would be very intriguing. I think up.
1: I would put Sacramento above the Knicks just because I feel like their package could be better. They could include Davion Mitchell, and I think that probably blows up any Knicks deal. Mm, yeah. I, think he's a, I don't wow. think there's an asset that's better on the Knicks right now that- than Davion Mitchell is.
0: I think so quickly is better than Mitchell, but it depends on what you're looking at because Mitchell can't yeah. give you a bucket to save his life, and yeah. it depends on what you need. So, like, if you want the yeah. d- defensive he's anger, a then he's
1: tough defender too. Exactly, I know
0: like, Pop an, loves defenders. That's yeah, that's the thing. So. And I, ju- I just wouldn't understand though. Like, the Kings are so weird, and I guess that They're that kind of tells the tale of it. But you <laughs> just trade away Tyrese Halliburton. And then you're looking at a player with incredible similarities to him, but also traded Halliburton away so you could give Davion Mitchell that spotlight. I don't don't know. It doesn't make sense to
1: me. It is weird because I realized it when the Isaiah Thomas trade happened years ago that sometimes it doesn't make sense in your head, right? It doesn't make sense. Maybe you trade for a guy and a week later you're like, well, he doesn't fit us that well, but this guy does. Sometimes... Things in the NBA happen at such a rapid pace, which we've talked about, that at any moment, anybody could be traded. Nobody's untradable. Even I mean, LeBron's or LeBron's untradable curry. Obviously, those guys are untradable, but everybody could be moved at any moment. And that's the thing. Like you made room for Davion Mitchell, right? But man, DeJounte Murray's a better player. If I can get him, I have the four pick. I could do that. They don't want to pick fourth. I, they wouldn't be fielding calls if they wanted to because Jaden Ivey's a great player. Exactly. Obviously, they want a, a win-now player, which is good for Sacramento. In baseball, we've got 12 to 14 teams who might lose a 90 games plus, and we're talking about how they're tanking, but in basketball, you have a team that's not a good market. They are the laughing stock of the league. Everybody makes fun of Sacramento. But look at them. They're trying to win. They don't want the fourth pick anymore. They're done picking fourth. This is usually their night. They're done with it. They don't want it. (laughs) They want to be in the playoffs. And good for them. Good on them. They're not like other teams. Like We ragged on the Knicks for not tanking. But hey, at least you're trying to win. Granted, the Knicks are a little too talented to tank, but also not talented enough to make the playoffs. That's just how that works sometimes. But a lot of credit to the Kings. If they come out with a good player tonight, good for them.
0: Yeah, no, it's going to be it's going to be a good night for Kings fans. Hopefully a good night for Knicks fans as well. Um, I'm just praying that we could come out of here with a, a guy that's going to make our team noticeably better off rep next season. That's really all I could ask. So I think you will. I think you will. I hope though. will Kodak. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting draft. Um besides the drama with Oh, I'm actually seeing Julius Randle now trending on Twitter. Uh oh! And a lot of people just say, (laughs) if you go in the Knicks comments or Julius Randall's comments on Instagram, it's all just New Yorkers commenting on his picture saying Sacramento loves you. Like, please come to the, to the sack. Like we need you in Sacramento. It's hilarious. And I get it.
1: I just want to say, I just want to say to Knicks fans that he's not going to be a King because to be honest, him and Sabonis kind of play similarly in a sense. And why would you add that if you're the Kings? Like they're oh, trying no. to win now; they're not trying they're to just, add. The <laughs> only reason yeah, that no.
0: I could see them looking to add that now or like make that move is because they're the Kings, and everyone like tries to fleece the Kings. And we've seen them make stupid deals, like the Halliburton deal wasn't smart. So no, it
1: wasn't. Uh, but hey, I think it's smart if they get Dejounte Murray.
0: I do, I would agree. I think you look
1: could, at that so differently.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. I'm sure we'll come back to that if they end up getting Dejounte. Like we're gonna come back and be like, you know what, the Kings vladivak right he's the, he's still yeah. in the front office there like so. he's making so. some moves so yeah, yeah. I, I i remember hope, no, i hope somebody ahead.
1: shows this to Dejounte and realizes we're putting him in sacramento right now Oof. at some point like atlanta would be cool for him too like it'd be a more fun city to play in but hey mm-hmm. we're putting you in sacramento
0: but... yeah you'll be t- you'll be going to sacramento and you're gonna go there and rot so <laughs> GG's to DeJounte, I guess. It's either him or Julius, so.
1: Nothing but love. But hey, how about a didn't think of this. A three-team deal that includes the Knicks getting the fourth pick. I mean, I doubt that would happen. And DeJounte going to the Kings and then the Spurs getting something. I don't know if that's realistic, but I'm sure they could work that out. That's three-team deals are so complicated that I I don't know how they're They are. I
0: mean, especially, like, yeah. I don't know how they're even possible, especially with you go on the other side to, like, the Kyrie drama. That's what's going to be needed to make that deal happen. Or like any type of Kevin Durant deal so it just there's so much drama going on and we just have no choice but to sit back and let it cook
1: I would not want to be on that phone call when Kyrie gets traded that is that's gonna be complex because neither team has leverage in my opinion you're taking on Kyrie and I have to get rid of Kyrie yikes
0: yep yeah it's it's very interesting like it's not because the circumstances are beyond just basketball you oh, know, man. like it's so beyond basketball. You like, have to make said, sure he
1: shows up to work every
0: day. <laughs> exactly. Like <laughs> I, I, wouldn't be surprised if Kyrie just packs it in. Like all of a sudden he's like, you know what, guys? I've been thinking about it. I don't want to play basketball anymore. And then, at, like, as a team that to. just yeah, as a team that just gave him or just traded the house for him, what do you do? Yeah. Like you're just stuck. So I don't know. I wouldn't want the Knicks to take on that. No. That. Task. I mean, we've said it again and again. I wouldn't. I wouldn't deal with the headache. Boston, you've dealt with the headache before, so I don't I'm know. Kyrie. The, okay. Kyrie's just like that Incredible. one girl from school that just get keeps getting passed around, and it's like, <laughs> oof. I'm. I'm good. Offer. Yeah, I'm, know, good. Okay? I'm good. I'm good. Where's, ah. lo-
1: where's the loyalty, right? There's no where's loyalty. The lo- exactly. Yeah. I just want it myself has- a
0: nice, <laughs> a nice loyal chick, and in a world full of Kyrie Irvings. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, great.
1: that put that on a shirt. That, yeah, no, <laughs> That's
0: we can definitely put that on the shirt. Well, I don't know if you have anything else to add for today. No, I but think we're good. I think we're good. Just in case you guys are missing our MLB picks, because I know we Andy B's been red hot lately. Oh, He's yeah. been just absolutely feeding off of FanDuel, uh, basically to the point where they're just giving him stock to invest in the company. It's getting Mine out of control. Well. So if you guys want any more of Andy B's or my MLB picks for tonight, We will be tweeting those out, so make sure to follow us on Twitter at MLMadnessPod. For any other content you could find on Instagram at MLMadnessPod as well. And, yeah, that's going to do it for today. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been Moneyline Madness episode 43, and we will catch you in the next one.